Hello and welcome to Renewing Your Mind, a web-based ministry of South Bay Community Church located in Fremont, California. It is our prayer that today's broadcast will be a blessing to you. Let us prepare our hearts to hear the word of the Lord. for today is a season for good news a season for good news and 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 the the strange thing about this is that it 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 kind of goes without saying that this is the season for good news but i would argue that jesus almost gets lost in the christmas season that there are so many other things, even in the lives of believers. We've got so many things that we're trying to remember and coordinate and get done before the year ends. We're kind of running around at this frantic pace that we can forget that the good news is the cause of the celebration in the first place. This whole thing about Advent is, again, it's this time about preparation. It's a time about celebration. It's a time of anticipation that this incredible event that happened so many years ago still matters in our lives today. And God is still working towards the fulfillment when he will come again and make all things work according to his perfect will. And so I I want to encourage us that can we take some time in the middle of all the hectic pace to just think about Jesus. I mean, of all the gifts that you've been planning and buying and purchasing and thinking about, have you stopped and found yourself thinking, how could I give away Jesus this season? And it, and it seems silly, but we, we lose that. We think of all the other things we want to give, all the, other, all the other wonderful engagements and family and friends and company parties, and somehow in the midst of that, we forget This is the season of the best news the world has ever received. And if there's one thing that we should be talking about, one thing we should be looking for opportunities to share, it's the good news of Jesus Christ. I want to go back to this text because it's been the framework for our series. And and so in case you haven't been able to to make the ties, I wanted to connect a couple of dots. We, We lit the first candle, which was the Bethlehem candle. And you hear in the story that, that uh, David, I'm sorry, um, um, Mary and Joseph had to go back to Bethlehem because they were called back to that place by the census. And so they've got uh, baby plans and they've got all kinds of things that they're trying to juggle, but they had to go to Bethlehem because that's where God had ordained the birth of his child to be. It was prophetic. And so what I'm trying to get us to see and and the candle represents is that sometimes in order for us to receive the blessings that God has for us, we have to be in the place that he has prepared for us to receive those blessings. If we're in the wrong location, if if we don't have the right coordinates, if if we're not in the right state of mind and and having made the adjustments to receive it, we will miss the blessings that he is ready to give to us. And so the Bethlehem candle reminds us that, you know what, even when it's inconvenient, I need to be mindful of the place God has prepared me to be for such a time as this that I may receive the fullness of the Lord. 
The next candle was the prophet candle, and, and this kind of came out in our text today. It was really verse number nine, and, and I, want, I want you to, to try to picture this scene. Verse number nine says, an angel of the Lord appeared to the shepherds. You got some shepherds, they're out in the field doing what they do, they're watching their flocks, and on this incredible day, an angel of the Lord appeared, and the glory of the Lord surrounded the whole place. Blinding light, glorious, radiant, divine light surrounded them, and of course, they were terrified. What else would you do when the presence of God encounters you like that? And so in the midst of this crazy, confused, fearful situation, the angel says, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And I want us to see that. Wrong slide. Back up one. I bring you good news. The good news is that Jesus Christ is the salvation of the world. All that separates us, all that we have fallen short, all the rebellion in our hearts, we have been separated from God by our own sinfulness and Jesus came and he has brought us back into relationship with God. And nothing can separate us from the love of God. All that the Old Testament has written about, all the promises of God, all that we've been hoping and all of our cares, all of our fears, all of our worries, all of our doubts, all of our brokenness is healed in the person of Jesus Christ. All that we need, all that we desperately long for, all that we are craving to to find wholeness and fulfillment and joy, it is found in the person of Jesus Christ. And the angel said, I came to make sure you know how good the news is that Christ came here for you. This proclamation is talking about the act of of preaching it. He declares it. It's a prophetic word. You've been waiting for it. Your heart has been longing for it. And finally, it's here. The reality of your reconciliation with the holy and righteous God is stamped true from this day forward. Praise God. And the angel comes and he he declares that. And so I want to ask us, in this season that we celebrate God. Could you be an angel to someone this season? Could you be in the same role that an angel was to those shepherds and declare God has come and his love was custom made for you in the midst of your problems, in the midst of your brokenness, in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your fear and doubt, Jesus broke through your stuff and called you to be his child forever. Can can, can we find someone that God has brought into our circle that you might be the prophetic voice of proclamation of good news in their life. I mean, even right now, just just let God and the Spirit begin to speak into your heart. Isn't there someone you know, friend, neighbor, co-worker, who was far from God? I asked you a little earlier, do, do do you remember? Do you remember what it felt like when you first experienced the love of God in your life for real, for real? Like when when you really realized that stuff you've been carrying, he can let you take it off? 
that the mistakes that you've made that people continue to try to remind you of and use as weights around your neck, that he said, I break those things and I've set you free and you are walking on a new path, a new destiny forever. You are a brand new creation. Do you remember when that really sunk in the first time? And how glow, I mean, it was a weight that fell off of me when I realized that. I don't have to try to manufacture this perfect life. I don't have to have it all together. I don't have to make sure everybody thinks that I'm doing exactly the perfect thing the perfect way. All I do is I fall down and say, God, I'm a sinner and I need you. And your grace is sufficient. Do you remember what that felt like when the love of God invaded your life for the first time? And wouldn't that be awesome if someone that is far from God felt that before the year is over with? And, and, and the Bible makes it very clear. People who are far from God aren't going to know about God unless someone tells them about God. There, there is something in the proclamation in bringing the good news. And I'm not talking about bringing an argument. I'm not talking about bringing a, a forced belief. I'm talking about bringing good news. That, hey, this is the best thing I know about. This is the best thing that ever happened to me. Fall in love with Jesus was the best thing I've ever done. I just want to let you know how good this God is. And, 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 we ex- and we, we're excited about proclaiming that. And, and I want to challenge you. God has designed you to be that prophetic voice for somebody in your life. Maybe it's a child, maybe it's a parent, maybe it's a brother or sister, maybe it's a relative, maybe it's a neighbor, but he has designed you to proclaim the good news just as was done for those shepherds in someone in your life who is living outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, that was the first part. Now, here's the second part. This, this, honestly, this blew me away. I've read this scripture a ton of times, and I never saw it this way before. So here's the scene, right? Uh, Mary and Joseph are in Bethlehem. It's, it's, it's the night. It's, it's the holy night. Shepherds are out in the field. An angel shows up and proclaims to them the glory of all God's majesty has just been born. Prophetic word. Awesome moment. And then it says in verse 13, suddenly, right in that moment, a host of heavenly beings descended on earth and began to shout out glory to God in the highest. And so I grabbed this picture because I was just trying to get a visual and it doesn't get close to capturing the moment. But I've told you, I've read that a hundred times. I thought, yeah, cool. Some angels came down and told us. No, that's not what happened. It said a company of heavenly beings a host of heavenly creations. Now, when Jesus was on the cross and he was about to die and they were worried about, did he have the ability to, to, uh, to get out of the situation? He said, nobody takes my life. I lay it down on my own will and I can pick it up whenever I want to. And if I wanted to, I have legions of angels who could come and take care of every enemy that's ever stood before me. A legion is 6,000 people. So we're talking thousands upon thousands upon thousands of angels came out of heaven, broke into this earth and began to shout glory to God. And can you imagine being in that moment when thousands upon thousands of angels said, earth, do you realize the gift God has given you today? 
the glorious God has descended. I was reading a commentary. It says, we don't understand that this is the most glorious moment that has ever happened on earth. When thousands of angels came down proclaiming this moment, and we like, yeah, it was cool. Jesus was born. <laughs> I mean, can you picture yourself? It, I was just reading, and I just thought, imagine me just being on the side on the hill, just, just being a shepherd, and all of a sudden, the sky parts. It's nighttime. The sky parts. This light that is blinding me is, is shining. And thousands upon thousands of heavenly beings are descending around me, declaring the glory of God. That's what we're celebrating this season. There's been nothing else like that ever that's happened in this world. And, 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 so, and so the question is, would I join in that glorious profession? Or would I sit on the sideline worried about what the Bible calls momentary troubles, brief obstacles that don't compare to the glory of my God in heaven? And, and brothers and sisters, I want to say I, I realize pain is real, suffering is real, uh, brokenness is real, but I'm telling you it doesn't compare to the glory that God has in store for you. I want to encourage somebody today that your current struggle is not your final destination. We are on this journey, but God's glory will be revealed in each one of our lives. We hold fast and press on and trust in this glorious God who said, I came to make you whole, to break the bonds of sin, to bring you back to myself. And I just thought, what if, if I was standing right there, wouldn't I join in? Wouldn't I just, just fall down on my face and just proclaim God is glorious? More than anything else in my life, I'm worried about God, you are glorious. And then that, it doesn't just stop there because they don't just proclaim that God is glorious and then say, and by the way, he's also given you something. Jesus said it in John, he said, my peace I leave with you. I'm going away, but I'm leaving my peace upon you. And it's not like the peace that you're used to bargaining for. It's, it's not like the peace where you don't have any arguments. It's not like the peace where nations aren't at war. It's a peace that surpasses all understanding. It's a peace that holds my heart and my soul firm. It allows me to stay sane when the world around me is going crazy. It allows me to have joy when there's pain and sorrow all around me. It allows me to see beauty in the midst of difficult circumstances, and it allows the light of Jesus Christ, which is eternal, to shine through my life every day in my life. And that's what God has given you. And he said, nothing can take it away from you. And I wonder if it's possible that you could give that to somebody this season. Could, could, could you give some of your story, some of your heart, some of your faith, some of your testimony that surpasses the circumstances that the people around you are facing. And you don't have to convince them anything. All you got to do is tell the truth. You don't have to argue in heaven. All you got to do is say, let me tell you about the God that I know. Let me tell you about the God that brought me through some situations. Let me tell you the God that made a way when I didn't see a way. I'm just going to tell you what I know because it's good news, and I can't imagine you going through life without knowing about it. And, and this peace shows up in so many different ways. 
And I was thinking about it. I was sitting at my computer. I'm like, how can I? I mean, we've got this glorious event. We've got angels and we've got divine light and we've got all these amazing things. How do we just share that in our day-to-day life? And I was sitting at my computer screen thinking, what, what would that look like? What would it look like to show the kingdom of God breaking into our everyday lives? On my computer screen, I have a screensaver that is really just a bunch of photos. And um, many of the photos are photos from our church. And so I was sitting here thinking to myself, what what does it look like to proclaim the peace of God? And these photos just started showing up. First one is real simple. Sister Verna at a blood drive. Nothing big is is a blood, well, could be big for her. I don't mean to diminish your blood drive. But it's given blood. But you know what the campaign of the Red Cross is, right? What do they say? Give the gift of life. Because you you can't manufacture blood. Blood can only be given from one person who's got some good blood to somebody else who may be going through surgery or has a transfusion or some issue going on. But, But in giving blood, she's giving life. Just a little sacrifice that, that multiplies in somebody else's life. I, I saw another picture, the next one that popped up. This was a, a couple of years ago when we were doing a, a, a part of the drive to deal with human trafficking in the Bay Area. That there was modern day slavery that, that women and children from all over, the, all over the world, right in our own area, are, are sold into slavery as, as, as hum, human traffic, as sex slaves. They're kept in that bondage by addiction. And we just said, you know what? We're going to stand with those people who are fighting for the cause of those who don't have a voice. And that's proclaiming that the kingdom is standing against injustice and evil in the world. Next picture that popped up. This was one of my favorites. Brother John, this was when we were in Grenada. Uh, we were there for uh, a mission trip, and, and in, in that country, in many countries, that if there are people who are sick or, or diseased or have mental issues, they don't get treated very well. And so they had a couple of clinics set up where they had people that were caring for those that had kind of been pushed to the side and, and just seeing the hands and feet of God's children just being kind and, and giving dignity and, and, and respecting those that have been disrespected their whole lives and showing um, compassionate love to people that just want to know that they matter. That's proclaiming the peace of God in a broken world. Next one that popped up was uh, our young, young sister here, Lauren. Uh, our children will go to senior centers from time to time. And if you know anything about seniors, they love children. And just having a young person come and talk to you and, 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 and be kind and, and share their story, it just means so much when, to, when, when these folks who maybe don't have a lot of people who care and give time to them, when we can come and share the kindness of Christ, we're proclaiming God's kingdom. Last one. These are some of our sisters a few years ago walking through the church parking lot, walking through the neighborhood, praying for every house, praying for every street, praying for every business of people that don't know us and couldn't care less about Jesus. But because they don't know God doesn't mean God doesn't know them. And so we have the ability to stand in the gap, to, to pray for a God's presence and God's covering and God's revelation in their life. That's proclaiming the kingdom of God. It's allowing the peace of God to break into dark places and shine a light that transforms families, transforms 
destinies transforms generational curses into generational blessings. When we stand for this holy and righteous God, we proclaim the good news of the kingdom and the light of God shines through us. And I wonder, my brothers and sisters, can we give that gift away this season? Is there someone that you know who is far from God, who has fallen away from God, who doesn't know the goodness of God, and could you share the gift of God's love more than video games, more than nice jewelry, more than fancy gadgets? Can we give away the best gift we've ever gotten? And you know what? It was free for us. It's free for them too. Amen. I want to tell this quick story, and then I want to close. As we were thinking about, as I was thinking about what does this look like, a a funny thing happened. You know, it's the holiday season, and one of my neighbors insisted that we have a neighbor gathering. Uh, And I kept calling and making sure we were going to be there. And if you've been around, I've told a couple stories about one of my neighbors that were not exactly close. (laughs) And so I knew he was going to be there, and I didn't really want to go. But it seemed like my neighbor, who is not a believer, was orchestrating this intimate connection. It's going to be, we were sitting in this room, and we're going to sit there with cookies looking at each other, and I don't like you, and you don't like me. I don't really want to go, and, and this guy is making this happen. And so I go, and we're sitting there, and of course the other neighbor shows up, and, and we're talking, and, and in the midst of this eating, The food was really good. I'm just sitting there eating. And in the midst of eating, God breaks in. By the way, food is good for God. You can't argue when you're chewing. So if you're looking for an entry point for that tension, eat something. So we're eating. And in the midst of this eating, I can can sense God doing something. And I won't get into the whole detail. It wasn't anything miraculous. There was no angels. The sky didn't part. But God's peace broke into my heart in the midst of that moment. And all that resentment and anger and stuff I've been carrying around that I said I was over with, but I really wasn't, been holding on to it. Don't judge me. Um, (laughs) Just in the midst of that simple moment, I sensed the peace of God saying, let it go. Let it go. And I felt God break that in me. And so we, we left, you know, we were about to leave, and he and I were supposed to be working on this project together that I really wasn't that happy about, but I told him I would do it. And so we left, and God had spoken to me, and I stuck out my hand, and I said, hey, let's get together next week to work on that. Sounds good. And there was just a moment of genuine relationship that was brand new. And I couldn't help but notice as soon as I gave God this much room, he moved. I'm not saying we got to argue with people. I'm not saying we got to get scriptures and beat them down with the Bible. I'm saying we give God space. We have our antennas up and say, God, is there a moment 
this season where you can break in, you can transform me, and someone who was far away from you can come home. Brothers and sisters, if we do that, it will be the most glorious Christmas we've ever had. Amen? Amen. Amen. I, I want to I acknowledge, though, that it can be challenging to get there, right? We got to wrestle with ourselves. When the Bible says we got to die to ourselves every day, we got to kill this flesh, it's a real process. And, and, and so that means I can't be so focused on me. I got to have my mind set on Christ. And, and so I, I want to I bring back uh, an old school hymn. Hymns are great, right? Hymns, hymns, hymns tell us about God and tell us about the power of God and tell us about our necessity for God. And so I, I, I want you to, to go into the last couple of weeks of the season trusting that God is able to do things through you that you didn't think were possible. If we can die to ourselves and say, God, I need you to guide me, oh great Jehovah, then the possibilities for God Thank you for joining us for this installment of Renewing Your Mind, a web-based ministry of South Bay Community Church, located at 47385 Warm Springs Boulevard, Fremont, California. We can be found on the web at www.sobcc.org. We'd like to take a moment to invite you to come and join us in person for one of our dynamic Sunday morning worship services. Services begin at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. each Sunday, and we would be so blessed to have you come worship with us. We'd also love to hear from you a word about how this ministry is helping you renew your mind for the glory of Jesus Christ. So please contact us, and we pray God's blessings over you the rest of this day. God bless.